You know what I was thinking about today was um, I'm heading into your land of the film industry this week. A film I produced is heading into post and it has me thinking like, I feel like there's always like recency bias with filmmaking where you always think the part you're doing is the hardest part. But with the feature you're currently completing right now, like what do you genuinely think was the most painful part of the entirety of making it? Like what do you really think was the hardest? Probably the edit. You know, you, you really think the edit? You think that edit was harder than the writing? Um, well, I guess the writing was harder because I had to really, you know, you can practice writing all you want, but I was really learning what I was doing as I was doing it. Um, I don't know. I have a chronic disability where I uh, see the world through rose rose colored glasses if I look back like five minutes ago. So I'm thinking, oh, everything else is really easy and fun. The hard part's post. Um, I mean, you do have a pretty grim life right now in terms of, like, working a literal editing job eight hours a day, coming home, and then having to, like, edit your feature for two to four more hours at night. You know, like, It's that's... usually four to six, yeah. It's it's quite a few. It's uh, It's pretty... Pretty taxing. My uh, cousins, my cousin-in-law, I just saw at a wedding, who only knows me through Be Real, she was like, I've never seen someone who just edits. This this man only edits. What are you doing? I'm like, yeah, it's just when Be Real comes on. Sometimes it comes on when I'm on the train on my way to edit. Have you ever had dreams where you're editing or like anything revolving around editing? No, not really. For some reason. No, that's not true. I have. I have. They're just never remarkable. It's just like, oh, I'm I'm on the avid at work or something. Back when I was cutting features, I sometimes had dreams where I was inside of Avid. And like <laughs> it's like when you hit the X key and it like brings two clips together to make the uh -huh. edit. You know, I was like feeling like I was in between the two clips that were about to like crush me like an Indiana Jones boulder. You know? It was uh I definitely had a really good relationship with my job. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Uh, well, today, uh, I know we usually uh, procrastinate our writing jobs quite a bit. Um, that's It's the podcast two-way, you know? We think uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. we think creativity comes in the moment, you know? It's not... You, a lot uh -huh. of people think of writing as something you sit down and do, you really think about, you know, you really spend your time on, you know, great writers, they just get on a microphone <laughs> and give themselves uh -huh. exactly two hours to come up with an entire feature film concept. Um, luckily today, for one of the biggest pitches we've ever been asked to give, um, Sam <laughs> needs to leave soon. So we only have an hour and fifteen minutes. We only have an hour. I've got right to catch now. a flight. It's I've just I've got to catch a flight. Is what it is. We've got one hour until the. We got, we got like an hour fifteen. No, we've got one hour until the CEO of Comcast, Brian L. Roberts. A new. Uh, we're hitting all the heavy hitters right now. Wait, Comcast owns this one. Comcast owns Universal, my man. Oh, right, right, right. You know, they got this uh, writer's strike looming. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, uh, you know, it's the with the writer's strike looming, 
You know what's the funniest writer's strike fact I learned this week? Hmm. So during the last writer's strike, or the last major one, which is like 2007, um, they were filming Twilight at the time. And they couldn't have writers on set. So they, um, the way they had to get around this, because there was a scene that had been, that they wanted to do, but they couldn't have like a writer plan it. <laughs> so it was the scene where Robert Pattinson flies Kirsten Stewart through the woods. And so they basically were like, Robert Pattinson, you pick what you're going to say when she, when you put her around your, sh- your back. And that's how the famous line, like, hold on, spider monkey came about because <laughs> that's what he said and they couldn't be like say something different because that would be writing <laughs> they couldn't do did he just do it in every take they, he was like he did he's like I like this I'm gonna keep doing it I'm gonna <laughs> they like improvised it once and they're like could you do another one and he just kept doing it and they're like we have to use that <laughs> That's what I choose to believe. This was, uh, I think I'm like 80% right on this, you know, I'm, but it's, uh, I want to believe the funniest version of it, which is that. Um, tackling a Jurassic Park. This is a big one. We'll probably dip back into this franchise sometime in the future, but um, I think They're today- are going to call us back. We'll talk like big picture. Yeah, we'll talk like this is a franchise where arguably, I want to talk to you about like your history with it and everything, but like, from my perspective, no sequel to the first one has ever truly worked. Mm-mm. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I've never seen the entirety of any of the sequels. I've only I've seen the first one, you know, like a dozen times or whatever growing up and stuff. But uh, never watched the other ones because I never knew anyone who said they were good. Every single person I've ever asked my entire life was like, oh, yeah, it sucked. Uh, it was so weird. I mean, I guess I was in film school at that time when the Jurassic World started coming out, or the first one at least, and it was like, you know, nobody said it was good. But even nor- I've never met a normal person, you know, a non, non-film human who uh, was thought interested in these Jurassic World movies. Were you a big fan of the first one? Like a sounds- Yeah, yeah. Talk about you know, like what did this franchise mean to you? I mean, I, I felt like I saw it after everyone else, but I guess I saw it when I was, like, eight. It was probably one of the first, like... I remember being like, oh, I'm actually allowed to watch this kind of movie now. So, I don't know, my parents are a little protective with that kind of shit. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. This is just a good movie. It's just one of the... the And then it's one of those ones that was on TV all the time, so you'd always just tune in, and you'd see the... it always You'd always be able to catch the, uh... Velociraptors in the kitchen scene, which is just an all-timer. And that's great horror, which is something we should talk about um i mean it's just it's just it's it moves it moves like a dog on you is what i'll say it's it moves on you like a pack of dogs or should i say a pack of dinosaurs um I, faster than a raptor and that's what the sequel's got to be it's got to be faster than a raptor why well, i had a, an interesting relationship with this movie with the Jurassic series because i just weirdly never saw it until i was like 16 years old you know when you were our age it was like your your movies that were like the big ones until like high school are defined by like what dvds just did they have in the house you yeah, know pretty we much just never happened to pick up jurassic park you know like other spielberg movies like raiders or et um jaws those were big for me but jurassic did you have park, a big movie collection i did have a big movie collection 
Yeah. We didn't really do that. Once DVDs came out, we were like, what's the fucking point? So they just got into Netflix mailing the DVDs. You get a few. You know, you get the you get the Star Wars prequels when they've come out. I have so many DVDs that I can't even I barely like can't even watch anymore. You know, it's I can. I just don't travel with them. You know, they're still in New York State because I live in LA now. But it's right, um, right. So I don't have as much of an emotional attachment to this series as most people, but I obviously love it. It's a masterclass. The first one is a masterclass in just like monster movie filmmaking. You know, it's got great Spielberg set pieces. You know, I'd say not enough ink has been spilled about John Williams' score. I mean, (laughs) who could forget the iconic Jurassic Park theme song? Mm -hmm. You'll play it here. See, wasn't that so good? That'll fill out the runtime a little bit. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I definitely am going to put that in, in the edits. Um, all right, but we got to get our sequel written. I feel like everyone knows this is a good movie. We better we gotta not, hustle up. I love this movie. I want to talk about, I think we need to what, like, well, you just, what, what, what do you love? What do you have to say about this movie that hasn't been said before? <laughs> what do you have to say? You know, the part where the water, like, ripples it's, it's pretty cool wait when was there water what part with the water like the in rain the, see it's good we're talking about it in the <laughs> the cup of water in the car you know it's uh oh that iconic one yeah that's there. classic no i just think um i think in terms of talk in terms of figuring out a sequel for this we have to talk about what it is about the sequels that makes this hard you know which is like to me Jurassic Park is a lot like like the Hangover movies, where it's uh, like a it's a heavy concept film. It's very built around like, what if you ended up on this theme park island with dinosaurs, and it kind of puts you in this terrible situation of like, well, if you go back to the island, you're just gonna hit the same beats again, whether it's with the same characters or with the new characters, and if you like bring the dinosaurs off the island. It just kind of becomes like Roland Emmerich schlock. It's just like I mean, it seems like that could have worked. It doesn't feel like they ever. I mean, I watched it recaps of all the uh, all the other movies right before this, but um, seems like they never really nailed the like. I mean, it writes itself. The dinosaurs invade a city, like you know, it's there's like a thousand Godzilla movies about this concept, basically. But uh, I get it. Um. But we should pro- we probably want to do a new particular. But I do feel like they just kind of soiled that. I mean, it's a pretty easy movie to make. I mean, in terms of like what works about these about the first movie, is that it's like the first half certainly gets into the childlike feeling of how cool would it be to see a dinosaur in real life? You know, I feel like all the future movies kind of forget that like seeing a big long neck or triceratops or whatever would be one of the most incredible moving things you could ever lay eyes on. And like from the first movie onward, it's like, yeah, they're just scary. You know, it's, it's just a horror movie, you know? And it's, that's the first one's great because it's like a moral argument of like, Basically, like, when it's like the same argument with the atomic bomb, they bring it up in the movie. Just because we can do this doesn't mean we should, you know? So, like, to right, get at right, that right. argument, you need to see the first half where it's like, look at how incredible the human mind is. Look at what we were able to accomplish with science. And it's like, but that's ignoring 
the ramifications of like using science to like bring back something so natural, something so uncontrollable, you know, it's a film about control. Yeah. So maybe tapping back, I mean, what it is, is it, it's, it's essentially, it's hard sci-fi really. It's a, uh, it's, it's sci-fi that, I mean, it's especially the source material, which I think I read as a kid. Uh, I definitely read some other Michael Crichton growing up, but uh, his whole thing is, you know, just, it's pretty hard sci-fi exploring like, just scientific concepts and then like the ramifications and it's all through sort of, you know, just a, a novel narrative about usually about like some guy stuck in the system or whatever, but, uh, explore, maybe bringing it back to its roots. You know, I'm thinking, what if we've, every Jurassic Park movie has tried to go bigger. What if we tried to tap into the best parts of the original Jurassic Park, which were smaller? I also think like right off the press, hard R, hard R Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. So we're okay. I was worried you were trying to make this too like kid friendly or something. No, I think it's Jurassic Park to the Lost World essentially tries to like redo the first one with some extra fodder. You know, <laughs> they're on a different island with bigger dinosaurs. Um, and then in the third act, they kind of cram in this attack on a city, you know, um, Honestly, I didn't even read about the third one. I, don't, I saw it as a kid. The third the... one's just like a bunch of different characters, and they go back to the island. Oh, but then they bring back they bring back Sam Neill and Laura Dern, and then they. Uh, it's just another Jurassic Park movie, basically. Yeah, I think there's like this obsession with that or the original two sequels with the like. It's like the thing that worked about Jurassic Park is it's about big finding a family and others, you know? It's like unconventional families come together to survive a dinosaur attack. I don't actually think that was as big a part of the reason that the first one works as you would think. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's the dressing. It helps it. It gives it a soul, but we don't really care about the soul. Yeah. I think it's essentially like it works because it's like you've got this curmudgeon -y, old scientist that like doesn't like computers and doesn't like the world's moving forward without him you know who's faced to confront the ultimate technological achievement in his field and then he's up against this antagonist of the forget his name but the like owner of jurassic park who mm -hmm. thinks that all leaps forward in science are amazing that's mm -hmm. look at what we've accomplished you know mm -hmm. and uh they, he just says the same things with a tone going up <laughs> oh hey what if we what I'm thinking, like, what if it's about someone who becomes a dinosaur and then like, do, and then like, do they have right? Do they deserve the same rights as a dinosaur? Like, what if it's a, the fly situation? I mean, yeah, this was the idea I had. It was like a body horror turning into a dinosaur. What if it is a reversal of the original one? And it's about, it's like a plan of the apes kind of deal or it's a world. It's like Dinotopia. But it's just dinosaurs. It's like a world run by dinosaurs. And maybe there's like smart raptor scientists and they bring humans to life or bring humans in from the future. And we're the invader. Oh, wait, the well, it's about like humans invading a world of dinosaurs. This doesn't sound lower budget. This sounds very high budget. You could shoot it. Just all the scenes take place in rooms and corridors. And I think you could do it pretty cheap. Yeah, it's. I'm. Cronenberg, Jurassic Park. I'm... I think Cronenberg's a good element. I mean, I'm always a Cronenberg 
generally this is how our writing kind of goes you know it's like there might be a little mm-hmm. nugget from this little nugget from that you know it's mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know you you cooked some uh fish one night you cooked some uh tacos the other night and next night you got some fish tacos great analogy how cooking, definitely how cooking works yeah this is, this is how i get my writing jobs these great analogies i whip them out in the and, pitch meetings you know we got <laughs> we gotta work on this for when what's his name for when uh let's just call him brian commie <laughs> brian calm <laughs> brian come come cast <laughs> I was thinking it would evolve a little slower, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We just jump right I, I, I to call him Brian. I just to leap Cump. right at it. Um, yeah, no, no, no. There's no, no point beating around the bush. Comcast, Brian, come. I um okay. Am I didn't... telling my family about this podcast? Okay, keep going. Where, where my brain is at, is, I think where these movies always have gone wrong, the sequels, in my opinion, is that there's like this idea of like how we beat the last movie is bigger, badder dinosaurs and Mm -hmm. more of them. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like once you've seen the T-Rex attack, you're not going to beat that really. Yeah. You know, you just have to do something different. I think, um, like I, I think it's a hard rule. I'd immediately say no T-Rexes. We're going to do the first Jurassic park with no T-Rex. But what if the T Rex came out in the third act as a surprise? And they, it's like no surprise. One's ever, no one's ever thought of that before. What if? <laughs> what if there's? I've got a Brett bold idea for a Jurassic Park. What if there's like a big new baddie, and at the end, maybe the Tyrannosaurus Rex is actually the hero. That could the big them. new baddie perhaps be like a genetically modified version is of it? the T Rex? Perhaps a half breed between a T Rex and a Raptor and another Raptor. I think this would be great. I think this would be very original. Okay, so one dinosaur. What if it's one dinosaur, not a I'm T-Rex? Saying one dinosaur, I don't think they can go to the island because it's been, like, there's, Ila Nubar is off limits in my opinion. The whole, for is, sure. there's no version of going back to Ila Nubar that doesn't just feel like retreating. You need to create a whole new type so of horror. In the Jurassic Worlds, were was it a new island or was it? It was on. The, it was a. It was the same island. They just brought it back. From what I remember, I saw this movie very stoned when it came out in theaters. Um, I like saw 12. all three of them very stoned when they came out in theaters. Um, the Jurassic World is like built on the land of Jurassic Park. It's like we're pretending that none of that really happened under new management. Okay. This one's safe now. You okay. know, it's it's doing that thing, that like new popular thing where it's like commenting on the fact that it's a reboot where it's like, does it even they, they talk about like, oh, audiences aren't pleased with the old dinosaurs anymore. We have to be bigger and badder, you know. Right. They're fortrixing it. Yeah. Fortrixing it. I don't want to do any of that shit. You know, it's no. It's yeah. No. So now. what if it was like, um, maybe you already got this, but what if it was all about like, what if it starts on Jurassic Park, like the first scene and they're like. It's abandoned, uh, like the whole thing. It's like, you know, maybe we can do a little counting. Maybe it's like, oh yeah, no one cares about Jurassic Park anymore. This place has been abandoned for thirty years, and uh, like also we're ignoring that the end in the end of Jurassic Park six, the world is overrun with the dinosaurs. Maybe we do like a Blade Runner style. Op- I think we do have to start with a Blade Runner style like opening crawl. That's like we the the humans just killed all the dinosaurs. It wasn't that hard. Uh, 
like the military, like 2030, the military kills all the dinosaurs. And now it's now, but there's still dinosaurs on Jurassic Park that have like snuck around and survived. And there's like a black market of people that uh, like ship them out. And then, and so we open with them picking up a dinosaur. You hear me out? They pick up a dinosaur to sell. And it's just like one dinosaur. And it's like, it's the best boy. It's like, oh, it, he's, our, you know, it opens and like they're trying to load him up and he like kills a bunch of guards and stuff. And then they're like, oh, well, we finally got him aboard. That's the end of our troubles. And then the entire movie takes place on this fucking boat for the Dude, whole movie. This is wild. I was going to pitch it's all on like a boat. On, it's like, all a on a boat. On a shipping, like, on like a shipping container, like, Triangle like, of Sadness meets meets uh this Jurassic Park the movie we're doing. I completely agree. I was thinking this because last summer I worked on a show as a producer that took place like entirely on an oil rig and uh, in the middle of the ocean, and it reminded me like that is the scariest place for a monster movie to happen because you really literally can't escape. Oh, you know it'd be great if it starts on a boat and then they get to an oil rig and. Oh, midpoint, or, I don't know, midpoint or, like, breaking to three, um, it could be great, a great reveal is if it's a female dinosaur that was pregnant all along, and nobody knew, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. halfway through, she, like, unleashes, like, some Cloverfield babies, and, like, ah! and, like, running around, and, like, thrashing at people's throats and stuff, and, like, we could throw in a line that she's, like, genetically modified, so they're, like, accelerated growth babies, and, I dig uh, it. Yeah, genetically modified growth babies i like because i what i was gonna say is i think even though the t-rex is supposedly the scariest dinosaur in these movies i am always the most scared of velociraptors the raptors are the best ones yeah we should have one velociraptor on a shipping container ship um i like this a lot um and we could go to an oil rig or something you know i think two things with this off off the bat um one I want to figure out a way, and I like this pregnancy idea, where we have to... The mistake so many of these Jurassic Park sequels make is they go straight for the horror. Mm -hmm. You know? These movies are gremlin movies. They are all about, like, look at how amazing these creatures are in the first mm -hmm. half. Then it turns dark in the second half. Like, obviously, there's some darkness in the first half, but, like, the midpoint mm -hmm. is always, like, that's when shit hits the fan. These movies so don't who would work. be the... Yeah, yeah. So, like, let's think about who these characters could be that would be on this ship. Like, is the buyer on the ship? And the buyer, like, is, like, a dinosaur fetishist and, like, has some sort of, like, dream of, like, renewing... I mean, like, I think, like, the business, they're like, oh, the evil businessmen do, like, want to make dinosaurs a new park or want to do, like... That shit's been beaten to death in this franchise. So it's like, what's a more, if it's someone with that the similar vibe to the, uh, I mean, it could be cool if it's like an eco terrorist who's like trying to like, like literally like, or like trying to like assassinate, like maybe they're trying to get to the oil tanker and destroy it with a velociraptor, and then they like fill the oil tank up with meat so that the velociraptor would eat the uh, the pipeline. Oh, I don't know. I'm into it. I'm into it. I think. See, like, I'm at this spot when I was thinking about all these fucking movies where it's like, I'm sick of the scientist protagonists, you know, the, um, the like people that have a deep understanding of dinosaurs that like, this is what their whole world revolves around. Totally mm -hmm. makes sense for the first movie to do that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. like, 
even in the Jurassic World sequels where it's like the woman that runs Jurassic World and like one of the trainers are the two protagonists of those they I'm so much more interested in like can we get a kind of every man protagonist or every woman you know whatever like uh, every person protagonist that yeah. doesn't know, knows the average amount about dinosaurs and has to survive this ordeal so it's like alien it's like it's just like these like truckers or these these shippers they're just cargo like ship grunt cargo ship people and maybe we could include a character like what you're talking about i just think for the protagonist it's like i want to see a person that doesn't know that has never seen a velociraptor before and now needs to survive this you know so okay here's the sketch i'm starting to see is um first act you know we do the opening scene we find and like you know there's get some action in the first first yeah. five minutes or first 10 minutes before we get onto the boat then the Velociraptor is on there, and we've got like a crew. There's like some security guys, and then there's just like the crew, and like maybe one crew member is like starts like taking a real liking to this thing. Like the, they've got like a weird little connection, and it's not like a science fiction thing. It's just like one lonely guy. It's like just this like guy who's like, this is his, like he's been at sea for three hundred days, like hasn't 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 been home. And he's getting real lonely. Like it could be weird and like interesting. Like, like yeah. what's the type of person that would like borderline fall in love with this raptor? And they're gonna do something that lets the raptor out at one point. And then they're like, oh shit, we get we get a couple kills, some action, and then they seal off the raptor. It's like, okay, the raptor's at the at the un- lower levels, the lower decks. We, uh-huh. we keep them in there. We make it home. It'll be fine. And then the raptor breaks out. And then it's like we sort of do this like action thing, like fighting it. And then we're gonna get to a point where this raptor kills off almost everyone like through uh-huh. some sort of chain reaction like maybe it like but like maybe it fucking like floods the lower decks or something like a bunch of people fucking die and then uh then it's like just like one or two people up against this this thing on this like fucked up boat i like this i like this a lot yeah i think this is i mean this is like exactly where my mind was going where i was like i think the way to really revive Jurassic Park is do like a fifty million to like eighty million dollar, yeah, like way exactly. smaller scale. You know, it's uh, I like the guy that's a little bit weird and has a connection with a dinosaur. Like part of where my brain is going is like these movies are really good comments on like where our current relationship is with technology, right? Like is it, the first is it? one comes out in the early nineties as like computers are really starting to like become the thing they're going to be well it's also the dawn like that book the book came out not too long before the movie if i if i'm correct and (laughs) it was right around the time they had cloned a sheep for the first time and like it was i don't think it was called CRISPR back then but like the the concept of being able to like genetically modify your babies was just coming out and there's a lot of ethical questions about like if people would do that yeah yeah and i think that's the movie's protagonists are very much in line with a 90s sensibility of like this scares me. I feel like we're being told we should be approaching this future, but like something about it doesn't feel right. I think, I think the real comment on nowadays is like a bunch of workers that have just accepted shit for what it is. You know, it's that to me feels like the modern world where it's like, yeah, I don't like this. This sucks. 
But like, what are you gonna do? So like, is this is like not their first job shipping a dinosaur? Like they do this all the time. They've got like an underground operation where they rich families hire them to go to Ila Nubar to get pet dinosaurs for like yeah. their estates. You know, like yeah. this is like a secret pirate operation. Like guard dinosaurs are like even like. You know, like militant groups like have like got their own like dinosaurs. Like crime lords have like fucking velociraptors yeah. in their in their dens to feed their uh, prisoners to. Like Job of the Hut. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so they do this all the time, and none of them like it. They're like, it's, it's pretty good money. Could be better, but we got to do this. And they all know someone who's died. Like, and there's like there's like scratch scratches and all kinds of fucked up shit on this boat. Like, this is like borderline a haunted boat that like shit has gone down. Yeah. And this is the worst dinosaur they've ever had to pick up. Or, like, I think they all, like, know someone that's lost a finger or something, you know? It's, like, that's, like, the level it's at. I don't know. It's, like, the modern-day equivalent of, like, I don't even know much enough to comment this, but, like, like welders or something, you know? Where it's, like, yeah, there's some dangers to the roofers. job. Like, yeah, roofers. Where it's, like, there's dangers to the job, but we've mostly got it figured out. If you have keep a head on your shoulders, it's there's a 9 out of 10 chance you'll be fine. You know, and this is, and I think, yeah, we have, I don't think it's the protagonist. I think it's like, there's someone that's like, kind of feels like he's got a weird connection to this Mm -hmm. velociraptor. Maybe this is his first time on the boat. He's the newbie. Oh, he's green. Yeah. He's the. What if it's like a thing they're like, what if they like talk about like, oh, this would be, this is actually kind of a, this is a silly idea, but this could be kind of cool. Like they refer to like this sort of like, um. It's like uh, when you get like Israel syndrome or Jerusalem syndrome. We're like, heard of this where it's like uh, people who visit Jerusalem, it's like a very high percentage of them will get delusions of grandeur that they are uh, like a chosen one. Or, and like, it's just kind of like a, like it's a revolving door of people coming in thinking they're the Messiah. Uh, just like from every, anyone who goes there from all over the world are sort of susceptible to it for whatever reason. But there's like Jurassic Park syndrome and it's sort of canonizing what we see in all these movies, those moments of wonder, the, like, don't get dinosaur brain. Like, I know you're, you're going to see this thing from 50 million years ago that's not supposed to exist that could eat you. You're going to feel the wonder of the world. Stuff, do not get dinosaur brain. And, like, this guy gets dinosaur brain, like, right away. He's, like, such a fucking dweeb. And uh, he, he, like, lets the dinosaur out of his cage because he's, like, he's, like, we have a connection. He's got, he, like, it's, and they're, like, you're not, hey, Joey Young, mighty Joey Young, okay? You got to you gotta leave the dinosaur in the cage. Yeah, I mean, what if I think he's got full Mighty Joe Young? He's got full <laughs> Joe Young. He's got Joe Young brain. He got, he got that was the name of the girl, the giant gorilla, Mighty Joe Young. I only have seen the trailer. It used to play before uh, that. Play, that trailer played so much in like 1999 or whatever. It was just on repeat because that was like Eisner era Disney yeah. when they they were trying. The thing, sorry, sidebar. The thing I'll never understand about ni- late '90s Disney is like they built this fucking empire on like we make princess movies. They don't have to be, but like largely for young girls. You know, they're making yeah. just so much money, and then they got like obsessed in the late '90s with like we got to get the boys too. And they made all these bad movies trying to get the boys, like Tarzan and Hercules and Treasure Planet. Yeah, you're right. But now look what they've got. Now they're all the, now it's all boys all the time. All their thing. They like, had to buy they, it. They, I it took like them twenty. Bought, it took them yeah. twenty years to get there. You know, they had twenty years of flopping and flopping around on the beach before they finally got a bite. Good. See, there's a good metaphor. Um. 
All right, well, Comfy's going to be here in about uh, 30, but I think we've, we're pretty close on this pitch. I think we, what we got to do is figure out just a rough sketch of where the story's going and who our characters are. I like yeah. the dinosaur. I, it feels a little lazy that he would just let the dinosaur oh. out because he got dinosaur pilled, but we can. Uh, we don't have to mention that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, can I? I this is what I yeah, was going to throw out before I went on my Disney cha- tangent. Um, I think he gets dinosaur brain, mm-hmm. and I think it. I think it's not lazy if the scene. So he's like on the boat. It's something where he like goes to where they store them to like the cage room. You know, he just mm-hmm. wants to go see this one that we saw him, like, have a bit of a moment with on the island. You know, mm-hmm. for the audience, if, I feel like sometimes we need to explain more. We're talking that in the opening scene, they do go to Ilanubar briefly just to gather, a, like, they need to get, like, ten velociraptors. He meets one of them there. He feels a connection somehow. You can imagine the scene. Wait, so are you pitching that they'd pick up ten velociraptors? And we narrow them down over the course of the film? Because that's actually a good way to sort of have it escalate, that, like, the humans are going to get whittled down, and so are the velociraptors. But, like, it could come down to one velociraptor who's, like, out for revenge for, like, the killing of his family or her, the killing of her babies. Oh, if it's a mommy and a bunch of, like, baby velociraptors. Yeah. Yeah, I think that gives us something for the third act. If we bring those up, if, like, largely until the third act, we haven't unlocked the other velociraptors, you know, mm-hmm. like, really ring that fucking washcloth of one. You know, yeah. and then you, because that's the mistake they these movies make is like they blow their load like at the midpoint. Yeah, you know? and um, so, yeah, so yeah, their but, goal for the whole thing it's like it's like they think they can contain the problem. They're like, we just gotta we just gotta get this velociraptor with the the stun darts and put it back in the cage. It's real simple. There's nothing wrong with it. But this is like a sort of like octopus brain velociraptor. Like it keeps sort of it's like really smart. It's like too smart for a velociraptor. It keeps doing little tricky things. Mm-hmm. But like they always gotta make sense. Like in that uh. Jurassic World movie where like the dinosaur knew what attract like it knew all these things that in the recap I was like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, I think it's like the kind of thing where like uh they've well we'll get into it. Well, like maybe the, there's got to be a way maybe that they get shut off from their weapons, where mm-hmm. it's like if they get shut off from their weapons somehow we figure that out then it would just be really hard to kill a velociraptor without a gun. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's that's a real problem. Um, I mean, I what? think that we can do, we can ring out like 10, 10, 15 pages of like, they're not allowed to, uh-huh. but like, I think that in like, you know, cause that's the obvious solution is like, oh, it's too expensive. We can't kill it. And then like, once it like draws, like it makes like two kills or whatever, then it's like, all right, like, fuck that. We're not listening to command. We're going to kill it. But then yeah, yeah, something goes wrong and they can't like, they can't kill it. Yeah. All I care about is like in the first half of the movie, I think when he first goes, he's on the boat, he's had the connection with this velociraptor, he goes to, like, visit it in the cage, and we see the scene where he's, like, gonna let it out, and the cage is, like, shaking, it's very menacing, and we're like, oh, fuck, he's about to do it, shit's about to go off. He opens it, and I think it's actually a scene where it's, like, a very E.T.-esque thing, where it's, like, yeah. he does have a connection with it. We, yeah. I, it, This gives us, we've done the scene in, like, a hundred of these movies... Not a hundred. Yeah, but like, we've done the scene where you see the big dinosaur, and that's the majestic moment. We've done the scene where we're supposed to be scared of the velociraptors because Chris Pratt does his hands or whatever. I think like yes. our majestic scene, because that's what this type of movie is, is very way more intimate. It's like extremely close up with this velociraptor. Like we get like Avatar level CGI on this thing. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's actually wows people because we hold on it, and yeah. then. 
I mean, yeah, it's, I guess, we, let's, maybe we get into character, maybe we figure out this protagonist a little bit more to, like, I mean, maybe the dinosaur brain guy is the protagonist. It could be. I think this, the smart thing with this is to sort of do the, like, slasher strategy where we've got, like, you know, we do it like Alien, you know, where we've got, like, five, or Event Horizon even. We've got five characters or so, and uh, the question is, who is the one that's going to make it? Uh you know, five leads, and then we've got a bunch of tertiary people we can kill. We got a bunch of red shirts to to blow up and stuff. Um, but I think that could work. Uh, which is tougher. I guess now we got to come up with a couple characters. One of them's this crazy guy, this guy who's lonely. His wife just left him, and his son died. His son just died in a motor accident, and his uh his wife left him. He's all alone, and he's accept especially susceptible to dinosaur syndrome. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, you gone full, hey, Joe Young, mighty Joe Young. And they're like, oh, man, that's a good line we should keep uh, in this movie that I'm in. Um, I mean, the obvious answer, I'm going to throw out the obvious thing first so that we can figure out something better, is, like, the captain of the ship is a no-nonsense person. This is not their first time at the rodeo. And, and he's just, yeah. It's another day at the office, and then it's like everything goes wrong, and it's... um. It's got this the Bruce Willis character. It's like, ah, oh, shit, here we go again. You know, it's what if I, we brought back Woody Harrelson's character from Triangle of Sadness? Like, we change his <laughs> name, but it's just him on this boat. And like, yeah. we could have him say, like, I'm not gonna have another traumatic incident like my last voyage. You don't even want to know the shit that went down there. And the audience is like, we and we fast track this movie, we get it out this year. Uh, so triangle, you know, if we get it out in the next like this summer, like people will still have that movie in their mind. I think we could really cash in. Yeah, yeah, we could. Let's, you know what? Let's bookmark that. Let's we'll bookmark that to it. You know, it's uh, we could we could have a person like the Woody Harrelson character, and what it could be that? played by Woody Harrelson, and it's like he's like. You people are trying to get velociraptors for profit, and on page 32 of the Communist Manifesto, here is the subtext. And it would be sick. I think that would be really good. I I'm want more movies to read their subtext out loud, out of books in the movie. You know, it's... Uh... At the same time as the visual demonstration of the... The opaque visual demonstration. I liked the movie. I thought Triangle of Sadness was a blast, but, you know. Yeah, I, I can't argue with the people who... I mean, it's a movie. Like, what do you want for your fucking movies? It's not a manifesto. Whatever. Okay. Um. But, okay, let's... let's Before we get into the characters, I think we can lay out our pitch, though, just so that if we can't think of them, we've got it. Because, it, I mean, like, cheating, but it's like five characters, Captain, blah, 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 are on this yeah. boat, picked up a dinosaur, got to transport the boat from Isla Nuva to, like, Australia or whatever, whatever the Jurassic Park Islands... What's it called? It's called Even New Bar. I don't know where that's near. I mean, it's like I, in the middle of the Pacific, because in one of them they try to go to California. What are they, people it's expecting us to do on this podcast? Like Google these things that we could easily find out. Like we got Comcast you know. coming in fifteen minutes. You know, we got... well, we just spent five talking about Woody Harrelson. So let's pick up the pace. Oh Max. yeah, that's uh, my fault. That's <laughs> you know what? I'll own that one. Thank <laughs> you. Finally, some accountability here. No, so they go there. It's a ship ship traveling from Isla Nubar to Australia where they're going to sell in the black market these dinosaurs. Uh, dinosaurs are all but extinct except for the few remnants hiding on Isla Nub- Ila Nubar. So they take them there and then 
one of them gets free. The goal is to get that one back in the cage with the other nine. And Wait, what are you saying? You're saying it gets free at Ilanubar? No, it gets free on the boat. Like they've already set okay, sail. Good. They set good, sail. Good. Cool. They're going down. It's like it's like we do a time jump. You know, they're like three days into their voyage. They're in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. and uh, the first dinosaur gets out. And then we do uh, we do some slasher bits, and then they they're able to barricade and like we've got this under control. We're gonna take it down. We lose one of our main characters. Then boom, and we just over the course of the movie we're gonna lose them. And so I'm not gonna talk about them. They're just slasher characters, whatever. Um, I just eventually before Comcast gets here, I you really got some characters. I really because Spielberg had a quote that he said to Colin Trevorrow, which I do not think Colin followed. No, which is before so he started. Don't get he said, fired. He said. <laughs> he said, "Don't forget, these are movies about people. These are real, living, breathing mothers, fathers, pe- like human beings that are dealing with an incredible circumstance." If you forget that, you'll just make a action movie that means nothing. So I okay. Think that's sage we'll advice. think of the char- We'll think of the characters. <laughs> I think we can. <laughs> I think. I mean, we're I inevitably. It's smelling like suspiciously like a gas leak. Go can check. Go fi- check. It's like yeah, it smells yeah. like something's on fire right now. Go check. Go check. Okay. Okay. Just leave recording. Yeah. 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 Recording. Uh, I don't know what it is. It really smells like something's on fire. Can you hear me? Yeah, I mean, you're smoking a bong, right? Yeah, but I know what that smells like. It doesn't smell like that at all. Well, Whatever, we're fine. Obviously, I want you to take care of yourself. Yeah. All right, so our characters. I guess I almost feel self-conscious, or I like want to let the audience know that, obviously, we are pitching for real. Normally, we would definitely think more about character. I just, I think sometimes we come across very like paint by numbers. Like, I no, don't know, I think like... that I think I don't feel self conscious at all because I think that like for a, this type of movie, especially, you have to crack the concept first and then you crack the character. Or sometimes you crack the character first, but a lot of times you crack yeah. the concept and you write the characters for that concept. I'm down. I'm down to follow that. All right, so. Characters. I do. I think obviously there's a captain. Captain is like an essential character for this. Uh, I think that's great. The captain can try to steer us towards maybe the nearest thing is an oil rig, and that's going to take us into our third act. Um, yeah. I mean, I think in terms of like being more in line with like modern day sensibilities, like part of where my gut is is like it could be an interesting obstacle. Maybe the, I don't think the captain's our protagonist, but what if the captain's like a total company man? That uh-huh. like is like no, we're delivering this dinosaur. Like I, not like obviously it could be better written, but he's essentially a type that's like I've never missed a delivery before. That's my identity is that I'm a good yeah, employee. He's like he's like Sully. He's a lot like Sully. You know that, that's our crown jewel. I'm being told by uh, David Z. You know it's what got us this call from Comcast. You know well, I don't know how much I trust him anymore after that the Flash trailer, but good on him. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to release this this these episodes soon so that that joke will be relatively relevant by the time it's uploaded. Dude, people, are, two, people are gonna be rolling, rolling in the streets at that one. You know, it's got, a killer. It's, we it's gotta get it out. <laughs> it's almost almost as much of a killer as Ezra Miller. Am I right? Only thing worse Which would be one? if there were two, am I two right? of them. <laughs> when I found out they were using they them pronouns, I didn't know it was because there was two of them. That's a good one. two flashes in them. That was pretty... That's... I like that I wish I tweeted that with the Super Bowl. That was pretty good. 
I bet someone else has done it. All right. Um, or maybe they're too scared to. Okay, so we got the captain character. No nonsense guy. Maybe play the Woody Harrelson, or maybe like a lady could be. Uh, that's one of our characters. And then we got a create our crazy guy who's like, son just killed himself. His wife just divorced him, and he's like at a loss, and he finds connection like a father finding connection with the cat reluctantly. Uh, yeah. Who else? I don't even think I don't even think we get into like that tragic backstory with him. I think it's as simple as like. Each of these, we're saying five. The other four, we see like their bunks, these metal bunks on a boat. You know, like mm-hmm. they've got pictures of their families around. They've got like, they've built a living space. And then we get to his living quarters and it's just barren. It's just empty. He's got nothing. This is, he's a, he's a mystery. You know, he's, um, he's a scary. Well, it's just like a lot of guys don't really decorate. Also, he's new. He doesn't really say <laughs> he's crazy. He just says he's like not into decorating. Okay, well, maybe I could we'll, say uh, so many things. Maybe I think we'll... I think we do flashbacks to his son saying, "Dad, you weren't there for me," and then blowing his brains out, and then um, <laughs> I think we put a tattoo on his forehead that says "damaged." I think yeah, that could work. Oh, we could get hair. Jared Leto. I've got a plan for Jared because we got to work him <laughs> in. It's it's he's he's the third podcast two member at this point. His corpses. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we can get him on the pod and be like, we're going to enact one of our favorite bits where we kill you. And, uh, <laughs> and we just need you to sign this waiver. <laughs> you can and we need to do it in Vegas off, <laughs> off camera. Famously kill people if they sign a waiver. <laughs> well, we got to get him to sign a waiver saying that he won't hold us responsible if we do like a, uh, what's the thing where you put the apple on the guy's head and shoot it with an M16? <laughs> That's the famous. Is, is that how like legal euthanasia can happen in America? Is like, oh, we just got to do the apple. It's it's in the Constitution. That's one of our amendments. Is like you are allowed to shoot at someone if they have an apple on their head. Well, I think if we do it in Vegas where sex work is legal, and maybe you're giving me a hand job at the same time, so it makes it yeah. sort of a legal gray area because you're not uh, sure which kind of lawyer to do it. I pay yeah. you for the hand job, and then I shoot Jared Leto's head with an apple on top of it, but I hit his head, uh, and we are betting on it. It's gonna kind of fall into this gray area between gambling law and sex work law, and in that scenario, they won't they don't actually have a lawyer that can do both because of the church. So we'll be able to uh, we'll get away. They, it'll just be one of those cases that like we just. They're going to put us on one million bail. We use our screenwriting money if, once we get a couple more of these in the can. And then we uh, we put me on bail, and th- my trial is delayed indefinitely. And I you're clean because it's legal for you. This is... I wouldn't Google any of that. I think... I want to <laughs> search, okay, one million dollars bail. How many pitches at 250 bucks each do we have to do to make a mi- to make our first mill? Dude, we only need to do 4,000 pitches. <laughs> That's 4,000 weeks. That's like, what, like two years or something? Feels like it lately, am I right? 4,000 weeks divided, 4,000 divided by 52. Dude, it's only going to take us 77 years to make this money. We have to start going bi-weekly, I got to say. I'm feeling, because I don't know if Jer- Jared Leto is like 50 or something now. Like, we're, we're running out of time with that guy. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. We got we to yeah. beat the Grim Reaper to Jared Leto. You okay. Can't let his, I know it's partially my fault. Go we've, unpunished. Got, we've got 12 minutes until Comcast is here. And, okay. Um, How about there is a scientist? There's got to be a like we're thinking of archetypes. There's got to be a scientist. Um, I don't want a scientist. 
scientists it's, it just feels it's all there's all kinds of scientists there could be let's what's what's a new spin on the scientist character it's like uh what if it's like a hippie who is like who's like whole worldview it's like the hippie's like the one who's like all about like animal conservation and they're kind of reluctantly on this because this is the only thing they could get because there's not enough like all the jobs for science or dinosaurologists or went out of uh went out of fashion once they killed all the dinosaurs like five years before this movie um because like we're picking up from where the last one left off the world was overflowed with dinosaurs and then the u.s military was like enough's enough are like it's not that hard to kill them all so we're just gonna shoot them and then we do and then uh this movie's happening so we got the scientist she's like a hippie she's all about animal rights and she's gonna have her whole worldview challenged and um pushed to the brim where she's like she becomes the one who's dead set i'm like we have to kill it like this thing can't exist blah 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 yeah yeah i mean dude this is gonna really play to the yellowstone middle of middle of america crowd if we have her as like a vegetarian who's like very against all of this and then by like the midpoint turn she's like cocking a shotgun and she's like fuck this thing like yeah. we have to kill it you know it's, yeah uh, this is some of the great dialogue that we write screenwriters dude we gotta have some shotguns on this boat um yeah okay uh so we got science. Okay, I'm into it. Vegetarian scientist, vegan scientist, um, vegan scientist, captain. The like that's a the company man, uh, dinosaur. And then, but so like they've got to have security forces on there. So there's probably like the head of security on there, who is all mm-hmm. like kill it, kill it, kill it from the yeah. get go. And yeah, the captain's like, like we can't. Head. Yeah, yeah. She's also he's like, like he's we not, can't. He's, He's probably got like a number two or who's like a total hothead, but he's like he knows he knows that like he can't do it without authorization, and so he's always like stand down until the captain signs off. Uh, but he really wants to do it, and then like you know we get some great you know we get some great like, just, chamber rooms. We have like an engineer. It's like someone we yeah. can kill early. I don't. They're, well, they're, we can kill a bunch of people. There's a bunch of people on this boat we're gonna some, kill real quick. There's, there's some engineers. It's like a dozen, are... couple dozen maybe. And we can kill. Like we them. have a scene like the the sh- the dinosaur breaks into the engine room and they're all like it's all the like Titanic guys shoveling coal and they're like oh fuck oh fuck and it yeah. just like, goes to town and gets like burned by coal. But you know they use whatever they use to power ships nowadays. I, but I assume there's still guys in the engine room. I um, think the climax being to steal from James Cameron as we have been frequently doing on this podcast. I think if the boat starts sinking. And like the velociraptors, not only do the velociraptors get loose, like we're doing Titanic style, like they're like yeah. sloshing through the water in the hallways, trying to get to like the escape boats. You know, yeah. we could do we could do something great. Where I think the scientist is the one that lives. I'm quickly becoming team scientist. Just like she seems like clearly the only. She's clearly got we could the have her, We could have a great line where she's like, someone's like, life finds a way, and she's like, not on my fucking watch. Like no, it doesn't. Can, can um, we like? So can we like um, Rogue One this? I want to kill them all. I think we. Here's I what think I'm we th- So here's my pitch. Okay. Here's my pitch. Um, I kind of just got this just now. Well, this is building off what I've been thinking of this whole time. But <laughs> their goal is once the dinosaur gets loose, they're like, we're gonna contain it, and then like that escalates and they can't and they're like okay the nearest place we can go like there's no land for like 100 miles or whatever uh but the nearest place is there's an oil rig and it's like a three-hour boat ride away or whatever 
And so they're like trying to radio in and the, ra the oil rig the whole time is like, no, you cannot dock here with a live dinosaur. And they're like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then they pull up to the rig eventually, like after all these, this stuff's been happening, the whole movie, they get to the oil rig or they're about to get to the oil rig. And that's when it's, it capsizes and like they're sinking or maybe like the oil, maybe like the oil rig people, because like dinosaurs are totally illegal. Maybe like the oil rig, uh, like security t forces, like shoot them, like shoot at their ship, or, like fire a missile or something. Like you will <laughs> not bring like the like Exxon Mobil is like you will not bring a dinosaur onto our rig. Uh, that is a disaster waiting to happen. But they f so then we do this great sinking climax, uh, <laughs> or even maybe this is even earlier in the film. We do this great thing where you're like you're like running from dinosaurs in the water. Like, can they swim good? Are they wounded? Like, how does that work? And then our, 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 whoever we've got left on the team gets on the oil rig. And then like, we've got, maybe this is our whole third act is like the, the conflict with them and the oil rig and like, and like they're prisoners and like, they're totally under the thumb of the law right now. Like you thought uh -huh. it was bad on the boat. It's way worse here. And the, the raptors are scaling the fucking poles and like starting to pick off these oil workers. And then we all build up to like these rescue, like the planes come to rescue them and we think they're going to rescue them. And they're just fucking shoot down the fucking oil rig and the whole thing blows up in a giant explosion. And then like t Tom Cruise is flying the plane. So it's like mission accomplished. Dinosaurs are gone. I was, <laughs> I was into it until the military blows up the oil rig. Cause I don't think that, Makes sense in terms of our capitalism metaphor, really. I don't. Okay, think so maybe they, they don't blow up the oil rig. Maybe they send marines, and she thinks they're going to rescue her, and they kill everyone because they need to cover it up. Like the story can't get out. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to Rogue One it. Everyone loves Rogue I'm, One. I'm into that. I because I because I, I do. I am into setting the oil rig on fire. I think it like. What I really like with what you're pitching is the idea of a scene where our break into three. Our break into the third act is that they have been trying to get to this oil rig. They're just trying to survive. Like, maybe we've killed two of the main five at this point. We got Captain, crazy person, and scientist left. And they're like, we have to get to this oil rig that's, like, an hour away. You know? like, And then they get there. They're trying to dock, and they're, like, shining lights, and they see this velociraptor running around. And they're like, we can't let that boat dock. That puts us in danger. That puts our product in danger. And um, and then, maybe I mean, they... I think that I think the thing is, is that because our heroes are all criminals on the black yeah. market, they've got themselves. So then it becomes it's like, it's like it's it's not just them versus dinosaurs. It's them versus dinosaurs and the Marines. And like yeah. maybe then like this is when like we get some fun like Chris Pratt style action where they've got to like in a way that doesn't suck like it seemed to suck in those Jurassic World movies like they've got to like right like route like wrangle the raptors in so that they'll take down the marines and like yeah. they kill a bunch of fucking marines with these raptors because they're like you know they're criminals and that's cool and we can get away with that and then um maybe they're about to get away and then like the U.S. military blows them up or something or I'm I don't thinking, know maybe I'm... they do get away I, yeah, I'm thinking, I mean, like, obviously these are all vague shadows of ideas still a little bit right now, but it's like, I'm thinking they dock at the at the oil rig. Yeah, they're like, you can't board. Maybe they've radioed ahead. Maybe, like, be, like this, the crazy boy, he's a new criminal, obviously, and then he immediately regrets what he's done, mm -hmm. and this becomes a problem. He, uh -huh. like, radios for help, and the captain's like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. And then, 
instead of going to the oil rig, what if it's like a military vessel essentially starts to approach? Like they think yeah. it's going to be held. It's like an aircraft and like, carrier. And then it's like, no, they're going to, like now there's two things they're fighting at once. Like the military is coming in. They're like, we're going to wipe all of this out. Yeah. Like in the middle of the ocean, no one will even know, you know, but also the dinosaurs are there. So I think the like, the military lays down their planks or whatever to get onto their boat. And at first, and then like they, that's why they release all the Raptors. They are, our pirate protagonist. It's a choice. A choice. Yeah. They, and, and then, um, and then it turns into an all out battle between the Marines and like, maybe they've captured like 30 Velociraptors. But at this yeah. point now, I think we've earned it. We've done a whole horror thing. We've had a lot of great set pieces. It's been great. And so I think up on the top deck, that's going on and like the velociraptors get run across their planks and get onto the military ship almost immediately and it's like that's like getting terrorized both of these boats are essentially becoming like you, you cannot be on either of them or you will die um and maybe our protagonist i'm gonna name her jezebel jezebel good dude different name or just jesse jesse sure yeah Jezzy? What about Jezzy? You know? Doesn't Jezebel have like uh, connotations or something? Does it? I think it's a website. I don't know what. Isn't it, it, isn't it like an onion type website? Oh, yeah. Well, it was like a feminist onion for. Uh, it has a southern thing going. I don't know. I don't know the story. It's from something. Okay. So she's like below decks. That's all I was going to say. Like, she, like, as the boat's sinking, mm-hmm. she's like fighting to get to a life raft, but there's, there's velociraptors in. Imagine Titanic, but there's velociraptors too, essentially. Yeah. And, and that's, Marines going, bop, 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 bop. That's upper deck is Marines, lower deck is Titanic. Sick. I think at the very end, he's going to be here in two minutes, FYI. I think we're going to have to come up with some of this on the fly. Um, yeah. I think at the very least, when she gets on the life raft at the very end, she's escaped. Both boats are in chaos. She, it looks like she's finally floating away. And then a velociraptor pops out from under like a tarp on the little lifeboat she's on. And that's the fucking end of the movie. She gets mauled Sick. out there. And Great. no one lives. Hard R. You know, we see it's the first dress park, lots of limbs. Yeah. You know? Oh, you know what we could do? You know what I was thinking of? What if they nuked Isla, Isla Nueva, or whatever it's called, Nuba, and mm-hmm. uh, they're all radioactive dinosaurs? Oh, wait. What if they're, like, they're not, it's not like they're, like, it's not, like, sci-fi radioactive, but it is, like, they all, they're these dinosaurs with high levels of radiation, and, like, they have giger counters that can, like, hear them coming close, and it's, like, they're like, oh shit, like like I'm sensing high levels of dinosaur in here because it's just fucking radiation. Shit. It'll Come make the cut. Here. Um, we didn't have time to talk about this, but uh, you know, we'll figure Come it out. Yeah, on yeah. in. Hey, Kami, how's it going? It's a me, Comcast Steve. My, my name is Brian, Brian L. Roberts, but the people call me Comcasts. Comcast, Comcast Brian is what they call me. It was just a joke when I said it was Comcast Steve. Well, it's good to see you, Comcast Brian. Um, ha- uh, I hope things are going well for you. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we just wrapped up Jurassic Park Six, and uh, we need to uh, make a new one. 
I'm so uh, excited. I was outside the door peering in a little bit for the final minute, and I heard the term radioactive dinosaurs, and it sounds like you guys have been talking about that for a very long time with this pitch. I hope it was thoroughly worked in, because I expect it to be in every beat of the pitch. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. And I'll start. Should we start? I mean, are you ready? I'm Max, ready. You wanna, Max, you want to say anything before we start? I'm just... So grateful to be here. This is a very important, long-running franchise. I think it definitely needs a seventh movie. We are here- But we want something fresh. Oh, it's fresh. It's fresh, Kami. It's going to be a back-to-basics Jurassic Park, but not the way you're thinking. We're not just going back to the island. We're not just like having a couple of scientists and some kids. It's like, not go- another rehash of the tropes and trials that we've seen in the great films before, but it's not quite what you're expecting. That's all I'll say. Let's just say if there was Jurassic Park and then there was Jurassic World, we're thinking Jurassic Boat. Yep, that's the title we agreed on before this. That's what we said. I think it could use some work, but we'll use it for now. Working title. No, never mind, Dan. I, I really, I, I take that back. I think, uh, I think you guys are. Oh wait, I just changed my mind one more time, and I think uh, that we should uh, change it eventually. But we'll table go- this conversation for later. I can't talk. Into, I only have one voice at a time. <laughs> important to remember. You know, I was thinking, uh, I, I was. I was, I was about to let the fire of the meatballs I've been eating, and I let them smoke. I love the title. I, but I am a little drunk on this red wine because I am an Italian man. Coffee has Brian, the Italian man, and I was drinking this wine with my meatballs. And now I am having double back second thoughts. Okay, okay well, sir, title. you know what? I, I think I like the title personally, but I understand your reservations. But I think we should move on because I we're both very busy. I've got to catch a flight soon, so, you know, let's let's wrap this up. All right, so here's how the movie starts. We open on a Blade Runner-style opening crawl. Exactly the film you think of when you think of an opening crawl. And it's got a cool font. It's kind of Crimes of the Future looking, you know, real sci-fi shit here. And it's like, 20 years ago, the events of Jurassic World 3 happened, where the world was overrun by dinosaurs. And for a moment, mankind seemed to be coming, uh, having uh, uh, harmony with dinosaur kind. But just when things were getting good, it started affecting crops and the environment and like a lot of financial things. So the US government swooped in, the UN made the call to kill all the dinosaurs and it wasn't that hard. Uh, so, But they nuked the island from the original Jurassic Park, but still some dinosaurs managed to survive, but they're all heavily irradiated. And now oh, a black- I like this, I like this so much, they're radioactive. But it's not radioactive like you think. Like they don't have like any powers, or it's hard sci-fi. Everything in this movie could really happen, okay? So it's, uh, it's a, like it doesn't even matter at all. It's just a No, like it's a gonna be really said. cool because if you get too close to the dinosaurs, you'll get cancer. So that's bad. And also they're gonna have but little the- giggle counters that goes like tick, 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 when the dinosaurs get too close. So that'll be a, give us some great suspense moments. This, like is, an uh, this, is a really, this is a really good, it's a very visual problem. It's definitely going to be very easy to shoot this problem. Would, would you like it if they glowed green? We could make that I happen. Just I just don't want them to grow green. You don't want that. I just don't want them to glow a green. What about red? 
No, I do, I do want them to grow green. Oh, sorry, I, I, I don't speak Italian. Okay, so they do go green. Sure, yeah, it'll look sick. Uh, and uh, so, so we we follow a crew of black market salesmen who go to this island to collect dinosaurs to sell on the black market to the wealthy and the dangerous around the world. And in our opening scene, this is now, you know, the card fades. This is now. They're picking up, like, ten velociraptors. And these are, like, the best velociraptors. And everyone's got hazmat suits on because they're so radioactive. And, uh... Then one of them breaks free, and it thrashes around and it kills a bunch of scientists. Max, what happens next? We want to do something a bit like Psycho. You open Psycho. with a big star. You think the movie's going to be about that. It's like we're, we're going to Elon Nubar. We see, we're thinking Jared Leto. Jared um, Leto, Jerry T. I mean, Jared he's, L. He's, um, he's like in charge of the dinosaur catching. They get on the island, and we set up the stakes quickly. The Velociraptors come tearing out and immediately kill him. They um they bite his uh they bite him at the gooch. It's a full it's a full gooch death. It's uh he he's gonna bleed out on camera. Real bait for a and switch. Minutes. Yeah, and then uh, actually we've got all no names for the rest of the cast. It's gonna be a hard R, really horror centric, mostly one location kind of Jurassic Park movie. You know, Jurassic and we do Bro. it on the cheap, only fifty to eighty mil, probably about maybe a hundred. What, what do you got? We're going to try to work in as many puppets and animatronics as possible, like the original, you know, because we're in a smaller space. This, So this movie, so these black market pirates are... Oh, yeah, they're pirates. They are collecting these velociraptors to put them on their shipping container to take them to people around the world. And, and it's not, it's not like your usual pirates. It's not Pirates of the Caribbean. There's not no Jack Sparrow. It's modern day pirates, mercenaries on the black market, well-educated people, some of them, some of them just looking for a good buck and in the tough economy in a post-dinosaur economy. Okay, I understand, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great, I'm glad you understand so quickly. Um, we're gonna set up this thing very early on, you know, the same way that you like people have like sympathy for someone that's taking them hostage. There's this thing where people have dinosaur madness where if they get around dinosaurs, they think they're like dogs. It's like how we fall in love with dogs and cats. People fall in love with dinosaurs and think they're their friends. We're gonna have a new rookie on the boat. He's a rookie pirate. It's his first voyage. He gets some dinosaur madness and he thinks he makes a connection with a little velociraptor. And yeah, so as they set sail, um, well, uh, but before you go, uh, I'm sure you thought of the characters. Who are the people on the boats? Oh, we've got characters. So we've got Jessie. She's an advanced scientist, vegan. She devoted her whole life to dinosaur science because, you know, she came up in Jurassic World times. You know, she was about 18 when Jurassic World 1 took place, and uh, now she's in her 30s. And uh, But five years ago, or, you know, and a little while ago, uh, the all, all the dinosaurs got killed. So she's out of work. But she loves dinosaurs. She doesn't believe they should be killed, but she has to work for this black market society because it's the only place she's qualified to work besides, you know, that's still in her field. So she's great. She And we're going to see her turn because things aren't going to go so great for her. And let's just say her vegan beliefs, they're going to be challenged. Then we've got the captain. Maybe Woody Harrelson, if we can get him. He's a no-nonsense guy. He's kind of the sully 
of uh, ship captains. He's never had a wreck. He's never had a job go bad. He needs to maintain his perfect reputation because on the black market, your reputation is everything. He even says as much in the script that we wrote or are going to write. And um, he, uh, so he's not going to let them kill. But then we've got the hot-headed military guy. His name's Paul. Paul is, uh, you know, Paul follows orders, but he really just wants to kill these dinosaurs. And then he's got all his grunts, you know, Dave and Dan and the other boys. And uh, you know, there's some other characters that will kill off pretty quick. This sounds great, uh, but I think we should get the moving because you have to catch a flight for some reason during a pitch. You know, it's a very it's, normal uh, thing. Well, it's to go because I've got other parties interested in this, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Jurassic Park rights are sort of in a copyright gray zone lately um, because of uh, Michael Crichton's actions. So another studio could buy this. So I just, you know, just putting that out there, no pressure. That's not true at all, but I like it for the episode. Cut that um, out. Cut that shit out. <laughs> um, okay, so joke. here's so we're gonna have the scene where the boy with a with a new rookie he's gonna go to uh, visit the Velociraptor that he has a connection with. He's gonna let it out of the cage. We're gonna treat it like, uh oh, is this the start of the horror movie? Is it gonna start terrorizing them? No, no. A moment of wonder. He's gonna be very connected to it. It's gonna be like E.T. We're definitely smart enough that we figured out a way that that comes back in some way at some point. Oh, it's going to come back later, and I'll tell you how later. So he starts doing this moment of wonder, and then the fucking military guys or whatever bust in, and they are like, you can't let the raptor free. They're just going, pow, 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 And then the raptor gets angry, and oh, he I, starts- I don't seeing... know if the military breaks in then. That's, that sounds like it someone, happens someone, later in the Someone movie. incites the incident is what I'm trying to say, you know? Yeah, I think- what we were thinking, we definitely both agreed to, is like maybe it's like he's every night he starts letting the Velociraptor out. He's got a real connection with it. They like hug each other and play catch and stuff. And then one mm-hmm. night he lets he lets it out at dinner time, <laughs> you know. And he wants to give it more space to run, so he opens the door to go into a hallway, and then it tears off. And that's the start. We have a massacre at dinner. The way we are differentiating this Jurassic Park is there's not lots of dinosaurs for most of the movie. There is this one Velociraptor, and that's the problem. It's a lot like Alien. And like Alien, there's some set pieces. Some really scary things happen, you know? There's some kills in the kitchen. There's some kills up on the deck. And the engine room, you know? Like in Titanic. The engine room. Yeah, the lights are going to go off. You know, the electricity will probably get cut to the boat at some point, and it's kind of like uh, the lights are flickering. Uh, and, you know, that's... It's really hard for the captain. It carries us through the second act. Yeah, there's, you know, their arcs are all arcing. It's, uh, it's okay, real... Okay, I'll follow along. Okay. <laughs> Sidebar, Sam. Uh, don't listen for a second, Comcast. I feel like this is like as thought out as the Jurassic World bitches also seemed. This is still well, more thought out. Than this is like. way better. This is a way better movie objectively. All we have um, to do is nail the characterization and all the writing, and it's a perfect film. Are you boys done yet? Yeah, thanks for your patience. Sam, don't you have to leave like now? It's yeah. yeah basically, if we're gonna get to the climax, pitch the climax, Sam. Go quick. You know, it's uh, we want to get this out lickety split. You know, just take this, just finish recording when I get home. 
feel like we're really rushing this right oh, now. I'm worried you're going to miss your flight. This was the episode. It's a quick one. You know, we're, we're doing a broad strokes pitch. Sorry, come, Cummy. Uh, this is, didn't we, na- wasn't another CEO named Cummy? Wasn't this? Nope. Nope. Okay, this is not speeding the process up. Uh, let's just uh, yeah we got it we got it we're get so then let's pick it let's the, pick it up let's pick are you you're gonna be around tonight you're around 10 o'clock you'll my be back time? tonight i'll be back tonight i could if not to, let's text if not tonight then definitely tomorrow night okay cool let's pick it up and we can think about it and yeah this could be good okay I think, so because so i think it's one of our best ones that we just keep r- rushing it okay so comcast um i know this is a little out of the ordinary we're thinking maybe we can do this the rest of this pitch later. I think we got off on the wrong foot, Comcast, and I want us to all have a night to think about it, sleep it off, and tomorrow we're going to do the pitch again, but better. And this time, you'll love it. That's good, because I was not impressed so far, but hopefully you can mix it up a bit or accelerate the script. It's thank you for uh, thinking out of the box. We're trying to think out of the box, you know. It's okay. Uh, cool. I gotta go. All right. Uh, I'll leave. I'll send okay, this to you right but now. like, but for the audience, th- this is gonna. Uh, can, you're just we, gonna we start can, hearing this in a couple seconds. You know, this well, is not we can the end. we can figure that out when we get back. I literally have to leave. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> okay. Here we are. Sam, you're back. Oh, Maxie, my boy. What a trip. Oh, so many stories to tell you. Dude, did I'm... you believe what my cousin did? What did he do? We I, I don't have time to talk about it. Cummy's gonna be here in two minutes. I'll tell you after the show. Sorry, my bad. I um, shouldn't have brought it up. That's my bad. You should have. You should. You should read the room a little bit better. Uh, but dude, it's okay. I'm just we so glad know. we're working. I mean, like Universal, famously very lax with like if you got to spread your pitch across a couple days. They know they want it to take the you know they know that a great film takes the time it takes and they respect their creatives especially ones like us that they know we're just we're just getting started in this biz and we're figuring things out but they were like no it's cool uh they are like take your time we want you to pitch it right. They were like, everything so far was great, no problems with that pitch, so if you just need to finish your third act off, you know, then finish your third act off. So let's do it. Yeah, I'm glad he's coming in a couple minutes, you know? It's, Cummy's coming. Cummy is coming. It's... <laughs> I, uh, I have been thinking about, like, I wonder how much we've kneecapped our audience with how much we talk about bodily fluids, but uh, we don't have time. Okay. We don't have time. We got to go. We got to get going. So All right. they, the military was going to arrive at the boat. I think the boat, so the boat, so to recap. The boat's sinking. The boat's sinking. The, the, we've got the captain on it, and he's, they're trying to get it to, a, well, they were trying to get to an oil tanker, and then they almost get to the oil tanker, but then the boat sinks because the raptors do some shenanigans on the floating machine in the boat. So it stops floating, you know, as happens. Um, so then the ship's sinking, and there's this great sequence where our heroes, whoever's left, has got to swim to this oil tanker while the raptors are trying to swim after them. And it's, you know, very suspenseful and scary, right? You following? You remember uh-huh. this? Uh-huh. So it's great. And so... 
I think they've got to get, she's got to get to the oil tanker and then they're going to like climb the ladder or whatever. <laughs> and like the, the hardworking, you know, oil, uh, or what's it called? Not an oil tanker, oil, uh, oil rig, called? oil rig. Like the hardworking workers are like, like help out our characters, get them on. But then like the brass is like, what did you do? You can't bring velociraptors on an oil rig. And then the military is like, got their boat and they're like blasting their megaphone. Like, Hand over the raptors, or we will blow your shit the fuck up. Do you realize, I think this is the third week in a row that you have pitched a third act where the military comes in out of nowhere <laughs> to start just shooting people. When did I pitch that in the past? When did that ever happen? I think Event Horizon was also a military battle, and then... No, but we were with the military on that one. Okay, the, okay. Yeah, it's Look, different. We're doing action movies. You need to pull in a. They all right. They're not military. They're mercenaries. They're they're mercenaries. Worse. Let's okay. They're, that's good. That's good. I think uh, I think Kami will like that. Yeah. Um. So in the mercenary, it's like the third act takes place on this fucking oil rig, and the mercenaries are coming after our heroes, while the Raptors are coming after our heroes, but the Raptors are also going after mercenaries. Uh-huh. And every it's just carnage, just death and destruction and wonder, and the dinosaurs are going to save the day. We're going to have the classic Jurassic Park T-Rex moment where the T-Rex no, steps no, no, in. No. And, no, 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 listen, no, hear me out. Shut no. the fuck up and hear me out. Let me fucking finish my idea. It's going to be subverting that expectation because instead of a T-Rex killing a different dinosaur, it's going to be a raptor killing a person, and it'll be cool. Wait, what? What does that mean? What? Instead of a T-Rex? Well, you wouldn't let me fucking pitch it in one sentence. You would go, no, 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 no. I one rule for this Jurassic Park. No T-Rexes. But we can. there's no T-Rex, but it's the moment. We're going to shoot it and stage it and write it like those moments in the other Jurassic Park movies where it's like, they're about to get killed by the big dinosaur, but then the T-Rex steps in and kills it, and then the T-Rex does a cool pose. And then they're like, oh, T-Rexes aren't so bad after all. We're going to do that with the raptor uh, in place of the T-Rex, but instead of a big dinosaur, it's going to be like the scary military commando, and he's just going to get fucking the goriest kill in Jurassic Park history by a raptor. And then it's like the raptor's going to stand majestically. And we're like, oh, raptors aren't so bad after all. And the raptor's going to turn to the camera and go, and uh, go after the protag. And then maybe we subvert it a third time and the raptor's brains blow up because someone shoots its head with a shotgun. Boom. How how are we, sub- what are we subverting by the raptor? We're subverting, usually you think it's a T-Rex going after a different dinosaur. Now it's a raptor, subversive, going after a human, subversive. And then usually your expectation is that it ends with a moment of, look how nice the dinosaurs are, actually. But now it's going to be like, actually, they still suck. You're saying it's subversive in a Jurassic Park movie for a raptor to go after a person. It's it's subverting your expectations. <laughs> That's like you... the poster of these movies. <laughs> all right, we got it. All right, we'll, fine, we'll scrap it. We'll scrap it. We scrap a lot of your ideas. It's finally chance. Just scrap one of mine. That's uh, fine. It's fine. Uh, we'll I'm, figure it out when we're hammering out the screenplay. I'm fine with the idea. I just think if we like go in like this is the big, bold, new take. It reminds me like how Christopher Nolan... Like, I remember in the news, in the trades, way back when, when they were doing Man of Steel, he was like, yeah, we, me, him and the screenwriter, like, went on a retreat, and they were like, we've got an idea for Superman. We've got a take on this. And then, like, you see the movie, and it's like, 
what was your take? Just the <laughs> Superman. He told it like out of order. There's flashbacks. He's <laughs> like, he doesn't like being Superman. Or You shot it with a gray color palette and his dad dies for no reason. I would love to hear what the pitch was that because the movie's not very different. I guess it's like more violent. <laughs> I'd love if that's the, that's kind of our pitch right now. More violent. We're following. I mean, these were already pretty violent movies. Whatever. Okay. We're following good so, shoes. So, how's it end? How's I think it end? She, she's been trying to protect the dinosaurs. She's the vegan scientist, remember? Right. You know, right. like, no shade, too. You know, I was a vegetarian for a while. You know, I'm not anymore, but, you know, no shade. You know, but like, she no realized to the vegans, for any that are listening, we love you guys. She realizes, though, she might not be eating chicken, these dinosaurs, they got to go. They got to go. So that's her arc. She's going to learn to kill the dinosaurs. So I think what I just got the idea for is that it's um maybe it is like uh, as we were talking, you know, days ago when we met uh, before my flight uh, to L.A. You know, I had to go meet with some other execs, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, and my cousin who I saw. Um, but how about she's got to blow up the oil rig? She it's like and we somehow tie this to our themes of capitalism or whatever uh and uh it's like she's got she's gonna like they're all like like that's the whole thing is like this whole thing is like on this oil rig and everyone's like don't fuck up the oil rig don't fuck up the dinosaurs it's all these like contrasting things and then she pull makes the move like everyone in her squad's dead and it's just like these mercenaries who've like killed all the workers and she does something that literally just fucking blows it up it kills all the dinosaurs. Could we could we blow it up? Could we leave the captain of the boat alive? Because he was the company man, remember? Like, he likes to follow the rules. He doesn't want to hurt the company. And I think maybe uh -huh. hit the end of his arc could be that, like, she can't get to the button. She's, like, battling with a velociraptor or something, you know? And, yeah. Like, and he's the one that blows up, like, a corporate ship. You know, yeah, like the, great, and he goes down with. I don't know. Somehow that blows him up too. Oh yeah, they're like they're all on it or something. Maybe like, she it's, swims it's... to the oil rig or something, and he's 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 somewhere else. It's this is. <laughs> we took all this extra time, and this is not. <laughs> no, I think this is good. This is, there's a new idea here. Blowing it all up. So um, what are we blowing up? We're blowing up the oil rig. Well, that's the question, because the oil rig, if you blow up an oil rig, that's typically not a happy ending, just because of all the oil that'll spill. But I guess if they shut off the oil rig, they close it down and then blow it up. <laughs> but way, he's then... not a company man anymore. She's like, we can't blow this up. It's going to open the pipe into the ocean. He's like, he's like, I'm on. And he just like stuffs himself into the pipe like a, <laughs> like a sucker in a baby's mouth. Like, it's, it's like, what if he, uh, <laughs> what if he, he's like, I've got the trick. And so he like runs in front of the velociraptor. He's like, mm, I'll a yummy snack for a velociraptor. And then he runs into the t the oil tube at the base of it and goes to the bottom of it. and so like all these velociraptors chased after him and they clog it up goes like doo, 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 and they like, pack it in like sardines and then he gets stuck in there it's kind of ridiculous but i kind of like it <laughs> this is a terrible idea we, no <laughs> i kind of like it if i saw we that do cedar i'd be like fuck yeah like yeah i would be too but i think that if we put that in this jurassic park movie we'll get killed like people will be mad at us for being too silly in the dinosaur movie yeah yeah i um, wouldn't want to do that wouldn't want to do that 
No, I think that, I mean, we can just say there's some bit where they, like, do a controlled detonation or something that collapses the tube without, uh, you know, the engineer knows a lot about this stuff. We had an engineer character, and he's like, oh, if we do this, or, like, that's part of, you know, the intercutting set piece is, like, he's in the control room, like, working to, like, close down the, the thing so that they can blow it up relatively without too much oil spill. Um, it's like, boom, all the oil will be ignited, the only pollution will be all the oil that gets burned and put into our atmosphere. And then we can have a great line where someone's like, it's ironic, isn't it? And someone's like, what is? And it's like, oil was made from dinosaurs. Now the dinosaurs will be killed by oil. And it's like, whoa. So we'll just tell Cummy, which, who's running late, I guess, but we'll just tell him. It's like, look, uh, and then they get to the oil rig, and it's a third act on an oil rig. They've got to team up to shut down the oil rig so that it doesn't uh, cause a massive oil spill when they blow it up to blow up the Marines and the dinosaurs and themselves all together to w save the day once and for all. I like it. Let's give him what, what could be the final shot. How do we end this thing? She, like, well, is she, maybe she, like, got hit by the explosion, but she just kind of flies away, like, just, like, she just blasts into the air, and then she just lands in the water, and maybe there's, like, I a way. I didn't love it. I don't know if you remember. I was pitching, like, it could end really grim, and we put her in a... She gets in a lifeboat. She's the last survivor, and then a velociraptor was, like, under, like, the blankets in there, and, like, the final shot is just, like, a wide shot of her getting attacked by the velociraptor, and it's just a fucking grim, little grim-ass movie. What if, what if it was that she gets on a... Like, she manages to get a lifeboat by chance, like, and, uh... She's on the lifeboat and she's getting away. And then the Velociraptor comes out and, like, and she's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And then it gets sniped. So she's like, Phew. And, she, and then there's like a helicopter above and it's like triumphant music. The day is saved. And then she gets sniped. And then we just go into the helicopters like mission accomplished, sir. Shh. Over and out. And and we see the pilot was a dinosaur. It's Chris Pratt. It's Chris Pratt. <laughs> we bring him back. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe that's. Uh, you know what? We'll wing it. We'll wing the last shot with. Uh, we'll wing it. It'll be easy to wing because we know exactly what we're doing. There he, he is. Comes. Okay. Oh, mama mia, my boys. How's it going? I'm so glad to hear a more of your pitch. It's so good to see you, Kami, and... Yeah. Oh. I got some marinara on my fingers. I'm sorry, I got this oh, up the I, I've heard the legends. I guess the tales are true. Uh, classic Comcast move. I'm thinking at the night I'm going to have some vodka sauce. Mmm, getting a little frisky. Wow. Well, I would just want to thank you so much for... Uh, letting us leave and come back on the pitch. I really appreciate how Comcast Universal respects artists and know that it uh, takes the time it takes to make a great film when, and a great pitch. Uh, when Mr. Spielberg pitched me E.T., it took him a total of three weeks. It's uh, These things take time, my boys. I understand. Oh, you, you've been with Universal quite a long time, and then I guess you went to Comcast, and then it worked out for you because they acquired Universal? It's not very polite uh, to ask too many questions about the one's resume. What's Italy like? It's not very polite uh, to ask too many questions about Italy. I guess you're probably from Brooklyn, right? I'm I'm a pretty sure that I'm uh my name's Brian. I'm I'm the head of, I'm the head of Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well. 
Max, Tell me about you your fish. Yeah, uh, take it away, Maxie. Yeah, hey, hey, Brian. Uh, good to see you. Um, yeah, so, you know, where we left it, they're heading to this oil rig. You know, that seems like it's their saving grace. The boat is overrun with dinosaurs. We're going to have that sick sequence where um, our lead, we all remember her name. She's... Uh, Jess, right? Jess? Jess. Jess? Jess. It was Jess. Jess, because you didn't... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, our lead Jess is running through the water t- and like velociraptors are tearing through. It's like Titanic meets Jurassic Park. It's great. Um, but And then as the boat is um, sinking, she sees that they are within, they've gotten within feet of the oil rig and she lunges out. Sam, remind me, how does she get from the sinking boat to the oil rig? She swims. And it's a swimming sequence. And how do the dinosaurs get there? Walk me through this. They part. also swim. It's a swimming chase scene where she's like kind of okay at swimming, but the di- the velociraptors don't know how to swim in deep waters. They're getting tossed and turned by the waves. And maybe, maybe the uh, I was thinking we had discussed, and it's up to you, uh, Brian. Uh, the the oil rig workers they like could throw her uh, uh, like all those little circles that you use like a life uh, circle you know, that you use in water. And uh, she takes the, the water circle and they pull her in as the raptors are coming. It's a very suspenseful scene where it's like uh, like two enemies fighting on unlikely terrain. Uh, but she's going to get on. And then, then it's like, they're like, you can't break dinosaurs on an oil rig. And they're going to try to start climbing. And they're going to like, you know, they're smart. They're these smart little raptors. So they start sort of figuring out how to get up. And they're like, oh, we're fucked. And just when you think things couldn't get worse, you know, she's getting chewed out by the the businessman on the uh, the oil tanker. They they get word, they get a transmission that the military is on its way. The Marines are there to clean up this mess, and they're like, "You can't have dinosaurs and Marines on an oil tanker on an oil rig." And because she's a fugitive, Brian, it's coming from all angles. They the the military could arrest her. Um, and the captain, because he's on the boat too, and but the Velociraptors could kill them too. It's going to be a big old bloody showdown. It's going to all come down to them realizing they have to blow up the oil rig. Mm-hmm. Um, our company man, the captain, he's going to be the one to do it, completes his arc, and it's going to tie in to completing Jess's arc at the same time because she's going to realize sometimes you got to kill some animals um, to make the world a safer place. You know, that's something we necessarily believe in, just with dinosaurs. We just believe that with dinosaurs, you know? Yeah. Or maybe, you know, well, now, how, boys, cockroaches. Boys, uh, how do you blow up the oil rig without the creating the worst disaster in history? So the previously mentioned engineer character that we definitely discussed, he knows a way. Well, they're going to work together. To, uh, you know, it's an intercutting giant action climax. You know, this whole film's been very small, and now we're going to go very big on this oil tanker. And he's got to do this you know, computer stuff, uh, and like pull like a really hard lever to, uh, close the, uh, the hatch that lets the oil flow through. Uh, so once they close it, uh, and it's like all in the last second, they finally close it just as the dinosaurs are about to bite off Jess's head. And then, uh, the, then, uh, uh, captain, he triggers the explosion. And then, you know, it's not just one big explosion. It's a series of explosions that build up. It's like, it's not just like, boom, it's like, boom, 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 boom. It's a chain reaction. She's got to outrun it. 
So she's going to run out and she's going to narrowly escape this explode, this like chain reaction explosion. She's just literally going to fucking jump off the oil rig and land in the water. Uh, or no, she's gonna land, and then she's gonna get on a lifeboat and narrowly get away. And so everyone's dead except for her. There's a fucking mushroom cloud explosion. All the dinosaurs are gone, and like it's it like, finally wow. feels calm. You know, it she's... finally feels calm. And then in the tradition of great movies, you know, Alien and others, uh, just when you think all is all right, a Velociraptor was hiding under the boat, <laughs> and it comes out, and she's like about to die, and then. Just as it's about to bite off her fucking face, its head explodes. And she's like, what the fuck? And she looks up, and it was sniped by a sniper rifle. There's a helicopter above. And she's like, she knows what's about to happen. Everyone's favorite character, Chris Pratt. He's coming back as Sam. Remind me, because it's such a high, successful movie. Like, Owen. What character? Owen Grady. Of course. Owen we Grady. Both, we both know that But name. now he doesn't like raptors for reasons that happened off screen that's the last line of the movie he says now i don't like raptors yeah i like that line that's great uh and so then they snipe her and we just sort of the camera pulls out uh, on the smoking rubbles of oil rig and this boat with a dead dinosaur and our dead hero and a military helicopter flies away mission accomplished and we play it out to the Jurassic Park theme song. But it's not your usual rendition of the Jurassic Park theme song. I'm thinking we do a little bit of a dark twist. You know, play it in F minor as musicians do sometimes. It'll be a little eerie. And it's like Jurassic Boat, the movie. I like it, boys. I especially like the title. Especially with some time to really sleep on it. I know that Max is so good at coming up with great titles like Jurassic Boat. Thank you so much for your hard work. I'm going to greenlight it immediately. Yes, let's go. I, I can't wait to have you at my potluck with the meatballs. Anything else oh. to add? No, sir. Just an honor to Thank meet you. you and to work with you. It's we love working with Universal. It's a it's the best studio for auteur directors at the moment. Which and we'll find. We're thinking we get Steve back for this. Can we get Steve? Not to thinking this is a Stevie project. I'm, uh, I'm thinking this is more of a... <laughs> Can we get the kid that played him from the Fablemans to do it? I think that could be cool. He could probably be a great director. That feels like a great fit for this. He, we, great, we'll do it. We'll still call him Steve on set. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can save some money on the director chair. <laughs> I love to save a line. <laughs> Thank you, Cummy, uh, Brian. It's thank uh, you, Brian Cummy Comcast. It's uh, it's always an honor. Okay, he's out. Um, great work, Go man. Bye bye. Great work, but Off sorry. Off I go through the window. Ah. <laughs> wow, he really he heard us uh, finishing this up. Um, hey, man. Uh, that was great. That was we really pulled it together. I actually think you know, obviously, we're a little sloppy with our pitch style, but I actually, that's a really good movie. There's there's a really good one in there. I genuinely think a Jurassic Park that is smaller, focused on like a couple of dinosaurs terrorizing people in a confined space. I think on a cargo ship is great. Um, great. I would, if any execs are listening, I mean, we just talked to an exec, but if any, um, you know, less flavored, less marinara covered execs are listening out there, um, I promise. With a little more time, we could come up with a better way to fill this yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know if our, our, our listeners know this, uh, but we're doing this all live. We're not 
thinking about this very much at all before the show. I know it sure uh, sounds like we've really thought about it. I know you're thinking, <laughs> with you think we're editing it, you know, you're like, there's no way these guys can come up with all this stuff in like 90 minutes to two hours with a bunch of time spent riffing and catching up with each other in between. But uh, we do it, and it's it's just uh, it's a labor of love, and we're getting better and better every day. I'm sure you've heard us improve, and uh, I'm so excited to see where we go as the stars lead forth I into love, the night. I love the stars. I love going forth. I love the night. It's uh, what a uh, great way to end this thing. Thank you for you're listening. You're a star. Thanks, buddy. Uh, thank you for listening to podcast uh, two. Um, uh, um. I am a star. No. Right. Um. Is the tell them to like, subscribe, comment. You know, you can find us on the socials. Uh, um. On YouTube. I said you're a star. Um, the podcast. Uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It, could there be? Is there only one star in the podcast? I'm too? Max, and this is a big, bright, shining star right here. This is Sam. Let's go. Thank you for listening.